Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 15-Minute Frightcast. Yes, that's slightly different than what we've normally done. Normally, it is the Midnight Frightcast, but this is something new. This is the premiere episode of the 15-Minute Frightcast. I am your co-host, Patrick, and with me, I've got Tom. Hello, everybody. And uh, it's been a while since Tom has been with us. It's been over a year. Yeah. So our format for the 15-Minute Frightcast is slightly different than what we do for the other Frightcast, and that's where we just get right to the meat and the bones of a movie review. The movie that we picked for this episode is one of Tom's favorites, and we've wanted to do a review on this for a while. It is the 1968 movie, Rosemary's Baby. (sighs) And Tom is excited for it. (laughs) So I'm going to give the synopsis here real quick. A young couple moves into an apartment only to be surrounded by peculiar neighbors and occurrences. When the wife becomes mysteriously pregnant, paranoia over the safety of her unborn child begins to control her life. That doesn't give away too much. Oh, that's all they give. Okay. Yep. Can we give away stuff? Oh, yeah. This movie (laughs) is so old that, yeah, I don't think we have to worry about spoilers. This is how old the movie is. It was made the year I was born. It was made the year after I was born. So, yes, that is how old it is. Let's give the uh, ratings on it. IMDb gave it an 80% rating. Metascore (coughs) gave it a uh, 96 rating. Rotten Tomatoes Critics, a 99, almost a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes Critics. And Rotten Tomato Audience Score, 87%. So, Tom, those are good numbers. Those are incredible numbers for a movie. I don't agree with those numbers. No. I don't even know if you agree with those numbers in the sense of almost perfect movie. The thing with Rotten Tomatoes is if it's an older movie, it's not picking up the original critics. So it's whoever would have reviewed it, if that makes sense. So it's probably like if you look at that, I haven't looked at it. um, Instead of like 100 and some critics or whatever, it's probably only like 20 some uh, is my guess. So that score would probably be a little high. This is one of my favorite movies. I consider it my second favorite horror movie, right behind The Exorcist. To uh, similar, I guess, we're going to be giving away some of the spoilers here, in in dealing with the supernatural forces of evil, but uh, totally different as well with the approach. So since we've already established that this is like your second favorite movie. Horror horror movie, movie, not favorite movie, um, because, yeah, Zack and Mary make a porno was not on this list. So... um, because that's your favorite. <laughs> that's right? my favorite. That is your favorite. Actually, it goes um, that movie, then Schindler's List, and then <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey. So, talk about why you like this movie. Okay. So, we've had this discussion before. I haven't been on the podcast for a long time, but I do not find traditional slasher type horror, those kind of movies, I don't find those scary. And the reason I don't find them scary is I don't, even though they're, okay, this is going to sound really weird. Even though those things could actually happen to you, you could you could be at a camp and your whole group gets slashed. But to me, it seems so unlikely. Now, Rosemary's Baby, of course, even though it deals with supernatural, the way it's presented in her point of view, for the most part, you feel like it could happen. And to me, that's what makes a movie frightening to me. So you feel a woman can be impregnated by the devil. Um, well, so... <laughs> The thing that the first time you watch this movie, see, we have given it away. If you don't know that plot piece, it's scary because you think everyone is conspiring against her. However, halfway through the movie, they, they, do show, they, they show the devil on top of her. They show. So what they do is they show her husband and then he they morph it into, yeah. into like this beast. Right. At the same time, she's been drugged right before this. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, she's also hallucinating. She sees Jacqueline Kennedy. 
she sees she's on a boat at one point. That's like this weird dream sequence. So it's plausible that, you know, you might have just thought she was hallucinating, mm-hmm. but then she is pregnant. Right. So to me, OK, going back to your question. So to me, what's scary is the fact that everything she tries to do to try to get help and, and uh, tell people her condition or whatever, what's going on, what she thinks going on. Her husband doesn't believe her because, as we find out, he's complicit. Mm-hmm. The scariest scene to me of all time is when she goes to she goes to a different doctor. I don't know if you remember this part. Oh, played yeah, by, definitely uh, Charles played Grodin. by Charles Grodin. And um, he's a nice guy. He's going to help her. She's paranoid. She's out of her mind. Um, she thinks she's finally safe. And then the door opens and it's uh, her old doctor who's a part of this uh, a witch covenant. Right. To me, all that stuff is scary. So I even, I'm even getting goosebumps just talking about it. That's why I really like it. Okay. <laughs> now, why do you not like it? I have a number of reasons that I don't like it. For the most part, it felt like an old movie to me. Whereas The Exorcist did not. And they came out about the same time. Yeah, I think Exorcist they? was 71. 70, something like that. So they weren't that far from each other. <clears throat> and I just felt like in the movie The Exorcist, the acting was more believable than what I saw in Rosemary's Baby. And I know that you'll disagree with me on that. But I thought there were several very stiff characterizations in mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby. I don't know if it was the writing. I don't know if it was the time that the acting was supposed to be a specific way or anything like that. But there were only a handful of people in that movie that I felt were real and relatable. Charles Grodin's character, for one, I felt did a great job in that. I did feel Ruth Gordon did a good job in that. And uh, we just brought up the name. And I heard Sydney the, Blackmer. Yeah, the guy who played her husband, I thought did a good, a really good job in it. However, the husband, you didn't I, like him in it. I didn't like oh, him in it at all. I like him. He he has a little bit of a forced performance, but I and I and I'm a big fan of Mia Farrow. See, and, um, and I'm not, and I think that's one yeah. of the things that really takes me out of this movie. Is I have never been a big. Well, Mia if you Farrow don't like actress. her, you're not going to like the movie because it's all from her point it, of it's view. It's all from her point of view. But I also felt she was too wimpy. To me, she played a victim. All the way yeah, through, she does. Instead of really trying to fight back, the only thing that she really did is sought out the help of Charles Grodin's character. Uh, yeah, there's. Well, there, she also has a friend named Hutch, right? Who ends who, up who dies yeah. <laughs> um, mysteriously, and also that it's okay. We'll just tell people. So basically, it's she. They get this new apartment, which uh, got some interesting little facts here. The apartment is. Actually, the Dakota, which is a famous apartment in New York City, which is the same apartment building that John Lennon was Mm -hmm. uh, assassinated. So uh, they get this new apartment that they can't afford. He's an actor and he doesn't have any work. He's just doing these commercial stuff. He's got this great chance to play this really big part that's going to make his career. And all of a sudden, the guy who actually gets the part, he was like the understudy, basically, um, suddenly becomes blind. Voiced, by the way, by Tony Curtis, that actor that you never see. So right then you start to feel like something's going on here. And then these other little disappearances, things happen. There's another woman that um, was friends with the Ruth Gordon character who suddenly uh, dies. She Mm -hmm. gets thrown out of a building or she commits suicide, but she got thrown out of the building. So all these little things conspired to the fact that it's a witch's coven that her husband actually joined in order to become this big star actor. But in return for that, he has to impregnate her by... I don't know how this, they don't actually explain it, but he becomes the devil basically, or the devil takes over his takes body. Over his, but yeah, it's like almost think demonic possession yeah. type thing. Right. So this does not fit into a category of, and we're going to talk about this. Um, it's not a, a, I don't think you see a drop of blood in this movie. I don't think there's anything like that type of horror. It's to me, it's more of a thriller, but 
uh, I think because of the supernatural status, it's classified as a horror movie. Yeah. Maybe. I would think so. And this is something that we brought up on the Frightcast many times in the past is what defines a horror movie. And we've come to settle on it's whatever you personally define yourself as a horror movie. What makes you uncomfortable to the point that you're scared? Okay. And I can see how this movie could make people feel scared. That uh, anytime you deal in the supernatural, uh, especially with demons, possession, or the devil, when people have an extremely strong religious background, that can mm-hmm. really affect them. So I could yeah. see how this is technically a horror movie how it is labeled a horror movie yeah i guess i didn't even think about that um someone who has probably strong religious beliefs probably does find this pretty scary because the whole premise similar to the omen is this is going to be the antichrist right yeah yeah and the ending scene is is i just want to talk about this because i think it's brilliant the way he shoots this movie the ending scene is she finally goes to the crib and she kind of finally accepts what has happened to her and that She's there's this witch's coven because she's a mom now. And she has this great thing where she opens up the the baby's blanket. And you never see the baby. She just opens up the blanket and in her face, it shoots to her, or it cuts to her face. And all she goes is, what have you done with its eyes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you done with its eyes? And, and the uh, final shot is she decides to pick up the baby and hold it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she accepts, she accepts being the mother of the, the, Antichrist. Of the Antichrist, yeah, essentially. So we're kind of getting down to like the five minute mark oh, right now. Okay. I know it, it goes by pretty quickly, it does. especially when you're passionate about the movie too. Yeah. So if you were to wrap up your best thoughts about this movie in like three bullet points, I guess. Okay. And then, you know, kind of like how you feel about the movie, that type of thing. And I'll, I'll give my three okay. as well. Um, I think the way it's shot is great. I like the way he does handheld cameras when he's following the character. I like that. Um, I like the way he does close-ups. So I guess my one bullet point would be I like the way it was shot. Um, and this is spe- uh, specifically Polanski. Yeah, how, this is in how he wanted to do it. Yes, yeah, so this is Polanski's style. Um, that he, if you've never seen the movie Repulsion, he, that he kind of did similar things. Uh, I do like the acting. I want to make a, a quick note. I think maybe we already mentioned it, but Ruth Gordon actually won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in a horror movie. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is not heard of. Um, she's fantastic in it. And I like the, this is what people don't like about this movie. I like the slow pacing of it. I like the fact that it, it slowly brings you into this kind of terrible environment that she ends up, um, like I said, in the end, she accepts it. Um, so those would be my three points. Okay. I don't know that I can do it exactly in three points, but I'll, I'll, I'll hit the three things that, that kind of make this, this, this movie not so attractive to me. Uh, I already brought up the fact that Rosemary, the character herself, to me was very unsympathetic and uninteresting. And I think that was mostly because I don't like Mia Farrow as an Mm -hmm. actress. And maybe the way she was presenting that is what I was feeding on in my dislike for this movie. There is no twist, so to speak. I really like movies with a twist. And I think this is the type of movie that could have had a twist. But was it done at a time where horror movies, that wasn't a thing? Yeah, so I'd say that only it's a really tiny twist would be when she accepts the When baby. she accepts the, yeah. But but you're kind of expecting that because mm-hmm. she's loved this thing that's right. been growing in her belly but, the whole but time. But we anyway. knew who was involved with the yeah. coven basically yeah. Yeah, from the know, beginning. You yeah. knew that the husband had already given in yeah, like in yeah. the first chat or the first act yeah. of this movie. So that that really kind of, it's like, oh, I've already got this figured out. And uh, yeah, she maybe she's hallucinating, but that's still real. That's mm-hmm. really happening to her. So there was no twist. There was no surprise for me. Even at the end when she decided to 
you know, to do that, Mm -hmm. the lead up to it, I said, oh, she's going to pick up the baby. She's going to be the mom because she wants to be a mom so bad. The other thing was just some of the stifled acting from some of the actors. It just wasn't consistent across the board. But I think that was an issue with when it was made. It's like certain actors have a Mm -hmm. certain style during a certain time in acting. And that's kind of where I fell into that. But I do have a question before we get onto our scoring system. Do you think this is a movie that could be remade? And if it could be, should it be? So it's interesting you said that. I think they did do a movie. Uh, It was a television movie, I I believe. And I have not seen it because of the very, to answer your question, no, I don't think they should remake it. So Yeah, there was a Rosemary's Baby in 2014 with Zoe Saldana and Patrick Adams. So I might have to check that out. Um, I did not know they remade that. Yeah, I remember they were doing it. I remember being a purist going, I'm not going to watch that. Wow. Um, (laughs) All right. So we score our movies on uh, three factors. We uh, scored on the fear factor, the gore score, and your overall rating. And would you refer it to a friend? So let's start with the fear factor on a one to five scale. Oh, one to five? Okay. Um, Oh, no. One to ten. That's what we do. One to ten? Okay. Gosh. Obviously, it's not going to scare me now. I would say maybe if you're watching it the first time, you don't know anything about it. I would give it maybe 7.5. Okay. For me, it wasn't scary at all. Probably about a four or five right in that range. Okay. So then the gore score. No, there's no gore. Yeah, there's no gore. I'd have to give this a zero. I can't give anything a zero. That's the problem. Oh, okay. One. 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 Because it's a movie. It's made and there was, you know, there's something in there. I mean, the only thing violent I think that even happened. Well, no, I guess she's raped. She is By the devil. Yeah, by the devil. (laughs) Okay. And then your final score, one out of ten, would you refer it to a friend? Oh, I I have to say 10. I love 10? this movie. Yep. yep. Okay. My overall then, it's. I'm sorry. It's a five. Five. Okay, it is, cool. It, it is a good movie. I would recommend it to someone, but it just was not my cup of tea. So that kind of wraps up the, the inaugural, the premiere episode of the 15-minute Fright Cast. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it and come back to listen to more. I've got a quick plug here. If you are fans of the Fright Cast, we know you are. Please help us out. Make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform that you're listening to us and make sure that you rate and review us. Also, make sure to check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. Tom, thank you for joining us. Yeah, that was awesome. And I hope that you come back and do a bunch more of these with me. Yep, I sure will. All right. Thanks, everybody. 